Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith in work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. We are on location at the 2018 International Summit, a gathering of Christ followers who desire to live out their faith in their work while pursuing excellence. Mm -hmm. Today on the show, we've got Brian and Gabrielle Beauchet, and I can't wait for you to hear their stories. Brian and Gabrielle, welcome to I Work For Him. We were asking about like your lives and, and how'd you get to where you're at. The Lord has laid on your hearts some very specific things. But before we even get to that, I want to know, why are you here? Why are you here in Rancho Mirage, California, Gabrielle? We're here at the FCCI conference, and this conference is a really special place in my heart. About four years ago, I was at an FCCI conference in Kapalua when God really got a hold of my heart and completely changed my trajectory. I was sitting in an audience and, and, and sitting in the audience as a member, as an attendee working in an organization that sent me there, right? Great boss who's sending me to Maui, right? And somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. I was, I was suffering for the Lord and I was at this conference and the, the theme was millennials. And I had never been to a conference where people were talking about millennials. And at the time I had already written my first book about millennials. I was in the process of writing my second book about millennials and and I was just, you know, a 24-year-old who was just passionate but had no permission to really move forward and do anything with it. Hmm. And I remember going into these different rooms where people were all talking about the next generation, but no one leading the conversation was a millennial. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, you know, that there was a huge opportunity for, for my generation not to be talked about, but to be talked with. And I remember I was at this kind of speed networking event that they had at the conference itself. And that's what's so crazy about being back here so many years later because because of the full circle that God really takes us on. And I think that there is that journey from revelation to fulfillment that the Lord is continuously bringing us on. But I had this moment. I sat across from someone at this networking event and they said, what one word makes you smile? Which is a funny thing to ask someone. Uh, but without even thinking, I said, Generations. And he was like, that was a funny thing to say. I said, well, that was a weird thing to ask. And, and he you said, met, I was just you hadn't met Brian up to this point in time? No. Four years ago? No, Brian wasn't in the mission. otherwise, in the picture. that would have been the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Boucher. Uh, but but I, I, I just really started to, to think about it. And he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, I'm just going to finish my book. And that's what, you know, then I'm going to start a company. It would, there was just this this uh, clear direction that was inside of me that I'd never thought about because I just needed someone to almost throw down a challenge mm-hmm. of what are you going to do? And so I left the conference. I went home. I um, I finished my book in another two and a half months. I launched the book. And in that entire process, God was really... Um, revealing to me what it is that he was calling me to do. And this, this thing that he showed me was, uh, was generational reconciliation of bringing generations together. And so that's, what's really powerful about being here because that's what can happen here. It's not just the great speakers. It's not just, um, just the, the networking and the encouragement. It's the deep revelation that you get when you're amongst um, peers who are really pushing hard to discover what does it mean to live out your faith at work. Where, where does your passion fit into this whole faith and work thing? I know that what we do in business is supposed to transform lives uh, in a meaningful, uh, eternal way. Um, And I'm more and more convinced every day that 
Our number one purpose on this planet is to have an intimate relationship with God. Our second most important purpose on this planet is to introduce others to an intimate relationship with God. For us, our mechanism to do that is our business. We're in the marketplace. We're with Fortune 500 executive CEOs, directors. We know that more than anything, whether it's it's not about closing the deal, it's not about the speaking engagement. That's not what it's about. That's the mechanism. What's more important is that person has a life transformation, uh, that a seed is planted, that a relationship is established to uh, generate the respect and the opportunity to speak into that individual's life so that they can speak into the lives of their employees and their team members. That's why I'm here. I was introduced to both FCCI and Convene uh, through Gabrielle, uh, really just by way of marriage. And uh, that's how we both ended up here today. Brian Boucher learned that that was supposed to be connected. It was a progression. Uh, it started in high school when I went to one conference that introduced me to titans like John Maxwell, to the Zig Ziglers of the world. And you got to hear it, Zig Ziglar speak too? I did not get to hear Zig Ziglar speak. My personal business mentor was mentored by Zig Ziglar, oh, okay. uh, which is really, really incredible. Um, but it's it's those titans that you look beyond their speaking engagements, you look beyond their books, uh, their bestsellers, all of that, and you see what's really going on with somebody like John Maxwell. The books are a mechanism. The speaking engagements are a mechanism. Uh, he, he stands as a really strong example of being salt and light. In other words, tasting good, treating people with respect, loving people regardless of who they are, what they've done, their circumstances, uh, in a way that is magnetic. And for me, that's where the concept for me was introduced. Uh, and then the more business mentors that I gathered around me that were like-minded, the more I realized what kind of power um, you can be in the for-profit business world to establish relationships. And, and in the business world, it's not, you know, they don't just give you a relationship. You have to establish relationships of respect mm -hmm. and trust and value add before you get the opportunity to speak into somebody's life. And it, it, it can be harder sometimes in that case. Um, so that's what work looks like for me. That's where it started when I was very young uh, before going off to college. And that's what it looks like now as I step into my 30s. As you made this connection between faith and work, and as you were, I mean, you said FCCI, a, a conference really played a big part in that. You guys have come together in this business tree i'm going to call it that i know it's a business but it's really a business tree right where do you i mean how has god dotted some eyes that you didn't have dotted and how has god crossed some t's that you didn't have crossed before in connecting all this stuff as you move forward we're gonna we're gonna really hit into what generational reconciliation is in the next segment but how, how has god just made this all clear that this is where you need to go and this is what we need to teach i had a really up close and personal experience with what faith and work look like with my parents. My parents are very kind of classic American business owners. They own restaurants and they got into the roofing business. And so I kind of grew up on the front lines of seeing my mom really live out her faith at work. And it wasn't just that they were Christian business owners. I mean, I can remember, you know, having her be late to pick me up from school because she was talking to the accountant about the Lord or, you know, having people who worked for her that she would, you know, make sure that she called them to pray over them. I mean, 
mean, there really was a seamless transition between her faith and her work. And so I saw that demonstrated, but that didn't really become a part of my own kind of personal practice until I became a business owner myself. And similar to Brian, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur because I did see that from my parents, right? That everything from picking me up late from school to having to leave vacation early because they had to make payroll, you know, Mm -hmm. everything in between, I saw it. So Gabrielle, you were telling us four years ago, you were sent to an FCCI conference um, as a representative of your company. Somebody asked you a crazy question. What word makes you smile? Right. You said generations. Yep. From there, you've really been able to identify now a great passion that you have. Let's talk about what that is. That, That passion really was made manifest at that conference at that event where I had seen other people who frankly were studying, were speaking, were consulting, were strategizing. They had made it a business. And for me, it was just a passion. It was something I found myself naturally doing. I tended to always be the youngest person in the room. And so because of that, the mantle kind of fell on me to explain to those leaders in the room, you know, what was wrong with my generation? That was kind of always the big question. What's wrong with you guys? And and so because... And just of, to be clear, because people can't see you, right. you're a millennial. I am a millennial. Yes. <laughs> so that's the one they were talking about. Yes. Yeah. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. And, and I had, you know, from a very, from a very early age, had a passion to not only reach my generation, but I realized uh, that that the way that God has created the church, society, family really does come from generational reconciliation. And so when I was starting my company, I really prayed and said, God, what do you want me to tell other people I do? Mm-hmm. And he said, say you're in the business of generational reconciliation because he said, I want to reconcile the generations together like I want to reconcile the world to my son. Mm-hmm. Let's describe generational reconciliation, because those are two words you don't often hear together. A lot of people know, okay, well, I understand reconciliation. Well, if I'm an accountant, I understand reconciliation. If I'm a bookkeeper, I understand reconciliation. If I am had problems in my marriage, I understand reconciliation. But generational reconciliation? Right. So first, describe that. And Brian, I'm going to ask you your perspective, too, but I'm going to hear it first from a woman. The the term is really something that I think resonates with myself and many of the leaders. And I, you know, we've worked with a, a number of major major brands from Audi, Volkswagen to Microsoft to Google to um, more to, free plugs right here, and I work for to <laughs> to, to major major companies, including the government from Department of Interior <laughs> and beyond. And so when we're talking to a lot of those leaders. I am coming in in a, in a secular setting and talking about rec- generational reconciliation and talking about how the generations need to work together and how we've been designed and, and, and the opportunity to even talk about how we're created to create. And in um, that term, I think, is really powerful because it creates a picture of what it looks like for people to come together and to be to be reunited because I think people have been divided from by age, technology, Don't go there. I don't want to go where the divide comes from. I want to hit that. That second, I want to hit the secondarily. I love that. It was a great explanation, but I want to really pull on this. Give me your perspective, Brian Boche. This is my perspective. I look at business leaders. We're, de- we're defining generational rec- yes. reconciliation. This is my perspective on that. I look at business leaders and I look at the talent they lead and manage. And I look at all of the misfires, the misunderstandings, the communication breakdowns, and realize that millennials, for example, are one of the most educated generations ever right, in terms of college education, academics, etc. And then there's so much wisdom in the leaders in our business community, nonprofit communities, etc. Reconciliation to me means bringing together that wisdom 
and that academic understanding and that knowledge and producing producing something truly great that is a value add to the marketplace in a positive way. When we're talking about this generational um, oh, and I didn't say who we were with, Brian and Gabrielle Boucher. So sorry about that. And you have a website, millennialsolution.com. Um, they can find, I'm assuming, your other websites maybe from there. Yeah. I haven't explored it all, but millennialsolution.com. If you're intrigued at all by this conversation and want to learn more, why do the generations need to be reconciled? I think that there has been so much confusion about how um, how to work, how to communicate, how to live together. I think that some of the, the um, there are always stereotypes about the next generation. Yeah. There's always, you know, what's wrong with kids these days, right? <laughs> Those are my free, three favorite words. I, I can tell someone is now an adult when they say kids these days, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're distancing yourself mm-hmm. and saying, I'd never act that way or dress that way or, you know, use technology in that way. So whether it's technology or communication or the way that they go to church or the way that they think about work. I think that there's kind of this constant distancing. And I think particularly because of technology, it's even more aggravated that folks can really tell, you know, how, um, you know, how uh, adapt you are even at communicating or wanting to be kind of young or youthful because of technology. And and those divisions, I really do think um, have have come everywhere from, you know, the community to the church. And in, in, um, in particular, we see that a lot in faith-based communities that they're like, oh, the youth group or the young adults ministry and and we're dividing the body of Christ based off of age when as Brian said before and I tell folks this all the time millennials don't need other generations for information because we have search engines for that what we need other generations for is interpretation and application the wisdom side that's what mentorship really is, is it's not just mm. info. It's what do I do with it? What's this context and how do I apply it to my life? Brian and Gabrielle Beauchet from MillennialSolution.com, MillennialSolution.com. Thank you guys for being on I Work Ram today. Thanks for having us on. Good to be with you. It was fun. It was fun going toe-to-toe with you, Brian. I like that. <laughs> for sure. So I hope people will check out some of their books. That's right. What are the books? Just give all the books you got so far. Yeah, Five Millennial Myths and The Millennial Entrepreneur. And, and coming soon? Coming up next equation. year, The Purpose Equation. And we'll bring you back for that. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iworkforhim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com.